an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. So welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Ultimate Global Podcast. And as you can see the excitement that I have at this point of time, um, of course, we have got a very different guest from another country, which we are adding up to the pile. But we're getting closer and closer to our first anniversary. And that makes me more exciting in every episode because um, that takes me back to the journey when we started off with this podcast series uh, with a hope to get connected with people, with a hope to create an impact through the stories that we are sharing on this podcast. And I'm quite happy that some of the episodes have in fact created the impact because we have got a lot of engagement on platforms like LinkedIn and we have also got feedback from people. Um, and just for everyone's reference, I had my graduation this year and when I went for my graduation in Sydney, some people just recognized me on the basis of the fact that I'm running this podcast. Um, I haven't even met those people and they said that um, I have seen you somewhere in one of the podcast series. So I think that has been the influence and the impact, um, which I personally did not think that it will happen, but definitely quite happy to do that. Uh, today's podcast is about strategic prospecting for salespeople. Recently, we have been doing a lot of podcasts on sales. Um, and personally, because I'm also an SDR currently, and I have been in tech sales for quite some time. So I understand the miseries and sorrows a salesperson goes through, and I'm sure our guest also goes through the same. So our guest is Caspian Luke, if that's the right way of saying your name. It is Caspian Luke, 100%. Yeah. And he's an SDR at Gong. Um, and today we are talking about this topic of strategic prospecting for salespeople. That is something which I do every morning, every single morning, but... Would love to know from you, Caspian, a bit about yourself to begin with, and then yeah. probably moving into this part of what do you exactly mean by strategic prospecting from a layman's point of view and also from a salesperson's point of view? Absolutely. Well, firstly, let me just say it's a pleasure to be on the podcast, uh, Saurabh, and congratulations on your upcoming one-year anniversary. That's super, super exciting. Uh, really quick background on me. I, though I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area now, I was actually born in Germany. Uh, my, my family heritage on my dad's side is German and uh, moved to the Bay when I was very young, moved back to Germany for high school, and then uh, have moved back to California, starting in LA, and then more recently to the San Francisco Bay Area again. So uh, it's been exciting, you know, been back and forth across the, uh, in different countries, but found myself in tech sales. Um, and really for me, strategic prospecting and strategic outreach really means three things. Number one, understanding who you're selling to. To be strategic, you need to know who you're targeting. And that plays into the second point, which is knowing what their problem is. In order to be strategic, in order to be unique, you need to understand what the people that you are selling to care about. And number three, once you know who you're selling to, once you know what their problems are, how do you reach out to them? Uh, so really number three is standing out from the rest of the individuals, the rest of the SDRs that are trying to get 
your prospect's attention. So again, knowing who you're selling to, knowing what their problems are, and standing out as best you can from the rest of the people that are trying to reach out to them. And I can go more into that, but that's that's the highest level of what strategic prospecting, strategic outreach means to me. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic way to describe that. I would love to know more in detail about the second point. So how will you identify the problems that your customer is having? Or how will you identify what your customer is thinking at what time? Some people say that maybe check out the top executives, the CEOs, the CFOs of those, those companies. Um, and the best way to do that is probably go and check out the annual reports of the companies. Go and check out the LinkedIn profiles of those people. What are they interacting with? What are they liking? What are they commenting on? Or probably, you know, just check their profiles and see, you know, what kind of activities do they like doing? Um, and that kind of tells you that those are the pain points they have. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. There's, I think you can approach this from a, a macro and a micro level, both in a professional sense and a personal sense. So what I mean by that is on a macro level, to your point, from a professional sense, checking out the 10Ks of the company is very helpful. Understanding, you know, have, have there been recent layoffs? Have there been recent product um, updates? What is going on within the company overall? And then on a more micro level, but still in the professional realm, understanding if they're a VP of sales, follow, you know, listen to sales podcasts, uh, do research on what VPs of sales care about, which is often, you know, making sure their entire team is hitting their number. If they are a startup, making sure that they're hitting their annual revenue goals and really emulating best practices of top performers, making sure that everyone on their team is as successful as possible. Uh, on the flip side, if you're prospecting someone like a VP of customer success, they're more focused on retention, understanding where risks lie within their customer base, things like that. So again, macro level on the professional side would be understanding what's going on in the company. You mentioned looking at their LinkedIn. That is a great way to gain an understanding of what have they done in their past? You'd be surprised. A lot of people include things like they played soccer in university, or they're really passionate about golfing, or they're they love outdoor fishing. Those are ways that you can begin to tailor your outreach, right? You make it relevant to their company and their role from what you learned about their company and knowing what they care about in their role, right? If they're a VP of sales at a growing tech firm, you know what to, uh, to say to spark their interest, but you can add an extra layer of personalization and uniqueness by understanding what they care about personally, right? If they played soccer, you can throw in a soccer pun or you can do research on their favorite team. Um, and for me, I enjoy being a bit goofy in my outreach, uh, which I can go into a bit, um, but I enjoy, I enjoy doubling down on um, kind of mirroring the personal and the professional interests, if that makes sense. I think another question here can be for a lot of salespeople, how can one learn this art of strategic prospecting? Because it might not come naturally to everyone. So are there any courses available online? I saw that you have taken recently one course because I research well on people before I invite them to my podcast. So I saw mm -hmm. that you have been a part of a social selling course recently. Um, yeah. And um, it has kind of helped you to 
understand how you can build your personal brand on LinkedIn, what kinds of content you should be posting on LinkedIn. And I think that's what you shared in that short snippet, um, which you have posted on their website. So what do you have to say about strategic prospecting and social selling in general? How can people build this out? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, fortunately, to your point, there are a lot of courses on this. And for me, I would say there are, there are several, and I, I don't know all of them. I wish I did. Um, have been really impactful in different ways. And I haven't completed all three. I'm still kind of in the core, I'm in different stages of each one, if you will. Um, and have, you know, I'm still learning more about this. But one is, to your point, Landon Meyer's social selling uh, course. He really does a great job of helping you understand not only how you can build your brand on LinkedIn, but how you can begin to uh, interact best with your prospects, right? So you no longer are strictly doing outbound. You might be, because of your brand that you've built, be receiving more inbound requests, which of course is the dream of every SDR and every salesperson, right? Um, so Landon Meyer's course is excellent. And I'd say it's a very holistic approach to building your brand. The Catherine Caldwell is also excellent. Um, she also focuses on LinkedIn and social selling, but more so tailored to unique outreach in terms of making videos and what do you see in those videos? Um, so I would say it's a different, it approaches a similar problem, but from a different angle, which is great. Uh, and then finally, again, if you want more, something that encapsulates everything and is more of uh, tailored towards accountability and understanding best practices, there's something called Brand 30, which I'm a part of, which is led by Andrew Mewborn. Uh, who's at Outreach. And again, a, it does a really good job of helping you understand not only how to build your brand, but how can you build consistency in the content that you're posting and understand how to tailor what you are posting to what your prospects might care about, um, while also bringing in a bit of your personality. So they each, Landon Myers, Catherine Caldwell's, Andrew Mewborn's courses, approach social social selling differently, but in an amazing, amazing way. Um, and I'm just very blessed to have gotten a chance to, to learn from each of them in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And are there any specific salespeople on LinkedIn or in general um, that you find are an inspiration for you and you might want to list them down for our listeners? Absolutely. So I got I to gotta give credit to the goats. You know, for me, Sam Nelson, when I was first uh, getting into the SDR world and first getting into the tech world, uh, you might know him. He's the guy with the blue hair, was at Outreach for a long time. Um, just phenomenal at what he does, really cares about helping current SDRs succeed in their role and aspiring SDRs break into the tech world. So for me, Sam will always be kind of the, the goat of SDR, of the SDR world, um, more holistically. Josh Braun, phenomenal, right? That is a true salesperson through and through. Um, and he always posts, he posts extremely consistently. And he also addresses, especially more recently, um, the importance of mental health in sales, right? Not the fact that you're not your number. Of course, we're judged on our number. We all want our number to be great, but you are a human. You are a person. You are more than that. And so I love that he calls that out. Um, so those are the two, you know, I think more well-known people I follow. To be honest, uh, I know I mentioned him already, but Landon Meyer, if you haven't checked out his content, he 
started posting more consistently only a few months ago, but it's been inspiring to see how he, how he has grown, how his career has grown, how his following has grown um, in over the past few months. And um, finally, uh, Heidi Solomon Orlick, um, she's founder and CEO of Girls Who Sell, while also being SVP of business development at Arise and is, is just an inspiration in, in so, so, so many ways. Um, and again, I just feel blessed to have gotten a chance to learn more about these people through LinkedIn. So we mentioned social selling in terms of, you know, often reaching out to prospects, but there's also a huge upside of LinkedIn of just learning from other people, right? Just getting a chance to, to see what it is that they care about and uh, striving to, to, yeah, emulate some of their best practices and things like that. So for me, uh, those are two different categories of influencers, but amazing, amazing, amazing people. Yep, um, I think um, those are some really great suggestions that you have just provided. But just moving away from that now and mm -hmm. trying to dig a bit deeper about your day-to-day -day challenges in your sales yeah. life, because a lot of people have different kind of challenges, and sales is not sales is not easy, right? It's not it's yeah. not um, everyone's cup of tea as well. And of course, a sale is a sale is a sale only when somebody pays you. You might talk yep. to hundred people. In a day, um, you might get out of that 20 people in a meeting uh, and you yeah. might out of that get 10 signups into your system and you might just get one customer to buy your product. Um, <laughs> you know, so such is the such is the life of a salesperson. But yeah. what kind of challenges do you face on a day to day basis and how do you overcome those challenges? Uh, it can be challenges related to, you know, the mental effect that it has or the anxiety that it has. So would you love to list them down for yourself? Yeah, oh, 1000%. I mean, this this first problem is not unique, but rejection, of course, you know, salespeople, especially SDRs, deal with a lot of rejection. You're, uh, I always joke that you can really put cold in front of every method of outreach, and that is a lot of what an SDR does, right? Cold calling, cold emailing, cold LinkedIn messages, whatever, whatever the, the case may be. And so understandably, not everyone that you reach out to is going to want to, to talk to you. And that's okay, that's, that's, that's completely fine. Um, so understanding, and I know I mentioned this already, but that you're not your number, that it's not, you know, a good day isn't defined by, did I book a meeting, did I not book a meeting? Um, a good day is defined by, well, I could treat this more holistically and, you know, talk about spending time with people you love, things like that. But if I'm speaking more in the professional sense, a good day is understanding have I done what I set out to do? And if not, why not? And, and applying those learnings for the next day. So for me, number one, definitely a challenge is rejection. Um, and tie into that is understanding how to deal with that and, and that removing yourself from the outcome, right? It's not unique, but it is definitely a challenge. Um, if I speak more specifically to, to some of the other challenges I face, you know, gone phenomenal company and has grown a lot. And um, some challenges now is that people have preconceived notions of what the product is, things like that. And so uh, I need to be really um, specific and tailored in my outreach because I need uh, I need the messages that I use to to hit home, to resonate with the people that I'm messaging because there's no longer, well, 
there is always green field, but I have a book of business that I'm responsible for going after. I have target accounts. And so uh, I need to make sure that if you will, if you think about it like shooting an arrow, I need to make sure that that arrow is directed as well and as strategically uh, as possible, which is why I strive to do as, as unique outreach as possible, right? I, I send gifts. I write a lot of hopefully goofy and like funny emails. They, I think they're funny. I hope other people do as well. Um, and so for me, just really making my outreach count, I would say is, is important because, um, because I have a certain amount of accounts that I'm going after and, um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's ultimately the, the accounts that I'm responsible for, um, for beginning conversations with. So I would say on a personal level, dealing with rejection, understanding that I'm not my number uh, and removing myself from the outcome. And in a professional sense, holding myself accountable to making my outreach as impactful as possible uh, is both a challenge, but also something that's pretty exciting. Uh, and that, you know, is a constant, constant work in progress, just like I am. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, in the last one week, I have been discussing a lot of sales because there have been a few topics that we have discussed in the last one week itself in terms of the role of storytelling in sales. Um, or I think um, one week back, we were joined by a guy called Benjamin from the UK. And he was, he says that he's considered to be UK's most hated sales trainer. And <laughs> he, he asked, I asked him, why do you consider yourself like that? He says, Saurabh, that's my USP because nobody wants to be hated. Um, everybody wants to be an expert in sales or a guru in sales. Yeah. Now, when I say that I want to be a hated sales trainer, even if somebody would not want to visit my profile, they'll just go and see what does that guy mean by saying hated sales trainer. So that's a USP for him. And he was saying that actually the rejection of any idea is not a rejection yeah. on you as a person. So you should never take it personally. It's a rejection yeah. of your product or the solution that you're offering. And just correlating yeah. it with uh, what my uh, co-host said a few days back, George Mavros, he said that you need to sell the right product to the right person at the right time. Only then you can make the sale count. And otherwise, you are not selling either to the right person or you're not selling at the right time or you're not selling at the right place. That's why you're not able to sell the product. So if you are able to sync these three things um, and I think that's a very good point, I feel. What do you think about that? Yeah. Oh, 1,000%. I mean, you can have um, you can have the most amazing product in the world, but if there's not the budget, if there's not the need, um, it there won't be a fit, right? Ultimately, I think sales is about finding a fit. Is there a fit here? Um, and if not, that's okay. Because there are, to your point and to, um, to, to your point, um, to the to the co-founder of this podcast point, there are a lot of things that need to be in line in order for that sale to take place, right? Um, and even, you know, this is also sometimes, um, uh, even in our personal life, we might experience this, right? If I go into a shoe store and I, I really like these shoes um, and they seem incredible, but then I realize that, you know, I don't have the budget for them. I could have the desire. I could have, you know, I'm the decision maker. Um, but I just don't have the budget, right? And that's that can stop a sale in its tracks. And that's just an example from our personal life. 
of course, in B2B sales, things are that much more challenging, right? Normally there's more than one decision maker. Sometimes you got to get budget uh, approval from multiple people. You need to communicate the, the need and there needs to be a strong enough need, again, felt by different stakeholders uh, for things to move forward. So um, 1000% agree. And it's, it's, it's something we might not uh, always think about in our personal life, but, but again, we experience it. I, I use the shoe store example kind of jokily, but, um, but if I had unlimited budget, I'd be on Amazon way, way more, way more. Yeah. And I think with the, one of the facts that we discussed just two podcasts before was that fact of storytelling and what kind of impact storytelling has on, on the lives of a great salesperson. A lot of salespeople who are good in sales um, are most often, I'm not generalizing it, but most often they're also good storytellers. They, they understand how to narrate the story of their product. Uh, they understand how the story can be sold to a customer. One of the key elements of storytelling is also called humor, which I think I discussed with you before we had to record this podcast. Um, and that's why I wanted to bring humor, in fact, a part of storytelling. When I talk to a customer and bring in the humor element, um, make it a bit lively, make it a bit yeah. uh, funny, um, People will definitely want to listen it, even if they don't want, even if they don't have time or they don't like the product, but they'll still give me a one, you know, give me one chance to talk to them, isn't it? Oh, one, 1,000%. 1, I, uh, I might, I sometimes feel like I might use humor as a crutch, you know, in a variety of scenarios, but it's, it's, um, you're so right. I think that humor is a way you know, in sales and in the professional world, sometimes we can feel the need to be really buttoned up, right? Really formal. And that's great. Professionalism is, is, is important. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all people, right? And everyone has a different sense of humor. But uh, I, I think that humor is important in communicating that you're a person and that you know that the person that you're selling to is a person, right? We use these terms like prospects, buyers, decision makers, and and people can be that, but again, they're also people, they're humans, right? Human beings. So I really, um, I enjoy humor and, and that's where I think kind of bring this back to initially like strategic outreach, strategic prospecting. When you learn about a person, you can gain a better idea for what their humor might be or, or a particular area you can joke about, right? So for example, there was um, a prospect of uh, mine I knew really enjoyed this specific TV show. So I wound up sending them a mug with this TV show, uh, like a mug from the TV show, and then tailored all my messaging around this, this goofy TV show and kind of referred to a lot of the characters. And, and it was great. And, and you know, we went up have a, uh, having a great conversation and that would have never happened had I not, well, of course, I first noticed that, that they liked this TV show, but um, had I not tailored my outreach to that. So I think that humor is a great way, again, of, of just expressing that you're a human being, they're a human being. Um, and as long as you keep it professional, uh, I think can be a great way to, to build rapport and, and also have some fun, to be honest. So uh, I think it can be, anything can be well done and poorly done. Um, but I, I, I love using humor in my outreach and I hope the people that I reach out to think, it, think that some of my messages are funny. And if not, that's, that's fair as well. I'm not, uh, 
I'm sure not everyone thinks I'm funny and that and that's okay as well. Yeah, and I think it 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 just catches the attention of someone um even if you know you're not selling to the right person um like I have experienced this if you give a call sometimes to a wrong person as well but if you are having a good storytelling ability or if you are just telling about the product in the in a very experienced and mature way and not just marketing it yeah. uh, but actually showing your expertise um i have heard from some of my customers that i really liked your story um and i would refer it to someone if there is any anyone whom i know in the market is in need of your product so you know that's the kind of impact that you can create but before we end today's uh, podcast caspian i would uh, mm-hmm. like to ask you one last question and that's like mm-hmm. a tradition of this podcast that um if you know you have to sum up this episode uh, in yeah. top two or three points especially for people so i think it's going to be daytime for you uh, sales yeah. people are going to start their day for me tomorrow when i share this episode some sales people will listen to this as a motivation yeah. uh, what will you say to them uh, in two three points um, that they should take away from this episode ooh it's a really good question i would say if i could encapsulate it all do my best one is strategically prospect and outreach you got to know who you're selling to what their problem is and stand out from the rest number 2 is understand you are not your number you're much more than that you're a human being and rejection is okay right that doesn't define you and three is also enjoy work you know for me that means being kind of goofy joking around a little bit do whatever that is for you at the end of the day again we're all human beings and uh i think life is meant to be enjoyed so that's what i would say if i could sum up this podcast absolutely fantastic i think it was really lovely talking to you caspian and i'm sure that uh people are going to learn something new from whatever you have shared in this episode um and i'm sure we are going to get some really engaging comments and discussion points when we post it out on linkedin and other channels so thank you so much i really appreciate you spending time with us today absolutely thank you for having me this is an ultimate global podcast hello and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs you're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney 